0: Welcome to Conversate, a podcast where we engage in conversation. Today, I, Pastor Kevin, have on the show my friend John Pemberton, an elder at our church and member here for over 20 years. And today we talk about uh, humility. Uh, Matthew 5 5, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Uh, John and I talk about uh, what it looks like to be humble, what it is, what it isn't, uh, what it looks like to be proud. And the danger of a proud spirit, the way that it erodes uh, uh, our, our existence underneath us, um, but how God seems to find us anyway in the midst of our sand, in the midst of our low points. So hope you take something out of this conversation, apply it to your life, and maybe have a spiritual conversation of your own. As always, we hope you enjoy it.
1: Too short. Morning, John. Morning. <laughs> it's
0: good to be with you today. <laughs> good to Thanks. be here. Thanks for coming on uh, the Conversate podcast with me.
1: That's well, a pleasure, really. Thank you for asking me. It's a real privilege.
0: Yeah. Well, I, uh, uh, so normally Aaron and I sit on this brown couch and have a conversation kind of about <clears throat> what's gone on in uh, the past week, what we talked about on the, okay. the Sunday of that week. And right. uh, uh, I, I didn't really mention to the folks at the worship service. So, you know, for the, the millions who are listening to the podcast today I'll let them know Aaron was uh he wasn't ditching this last Sunday he was uh actually over in Minnesota uh, okay he was uh celebrating his father's 40th uh, year of ministry so they threw a special service for his dad Bob uh, at his church there in Minnesota and I think Aaron and his brother Seth got to go and participate and do music oh that's and, cool yeah, yeah celebrated that 40 years of ministry
1: yeah. well, that's kind of neat yeah my wife is as an observant as she is, said, Where is Aaron after the church? And I said, Well he he told us. No, he didn't, not at the service. I said, Well, I heard him. And I thought to thinking, Oh yeah, I was overhearing you telling somebody else that where Aaron was. And so, <laughs> so okay.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that's you know, that was, I was I had a few realizations on Sunday about uh um well, just things that I don't think about every week to week that Aaron does. I was yeah, like, giving okay. thanks to God today for Aaron because uh, he kind of keeps things running smooth, yeah. and uh, you know he knows kind of the he knows when the bells are going to go off yeah. uh, in the church front.
1: <laughs> you know what really impressed me yesterday? Oh, sure. It was a really neat way you kind of switched the bulletin around a little bit by having the hymn <laughs> of the day. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was kind of yeah. 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 <laughs> it
1: wasn't so much hymn of the day anymore, was it? No, no it was. <laughs> Every hymn is a hymn of the day, really. Hey, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I, I couldn't let that pass. Yeah. <laughs> I was sad, you know,
0: so for those of you, if you weren't worshiping with us this last Sunday, um, there, uh, well, Aaron, so Aaron was out of town. I was kind of leading the show, and uh, yeah, there were some... Uh, we did some things out of order. We passed the peace a little ways in uh, to worship. We, uh, we sang the hymn of the day at, during communion uh, instead of before the sermon, which I was bummed by because then I was passed. I mean, you know, I wasn't uh, bummed to be passing out communion. That's kind of sure. the pinnacle of the service, you know, in some ways. But um, that was a good hymn. It was a very good hymn, yeah. yeah. I love that hymn. Yeah, and the, the hymn was all kind of about uh, Christ's uh, humility, uh, kind of his service to the world, and that was really the theme of the day, uh, for for those of you listening uh, who maybe didn't uh, catch Sunday, uh, we were talking about uh, it's Matthew chapter five verse five, and it's right. the I guess it'd be the third beatitude. The third, right? It says, "Yep, yep blessed is the meek, right? Uh, for they shall inherit the earth, right?" And kind of curious, John. I mean, I know you've well, gosh, you're a if you don't know John Pemberton, if you're just listening. That smooth voice that you hear. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, that one right there just said, oh, boy. That's John Pemberton. I should introduce. See, here's another thing I forget to do. I'm, my, Molly tells me this. He's like, you got to introduce me. Well, let me introduce you to John Pemberton. John Pemberton is uh, uh, one of our elders here at Saints Peter and Paul. Yep. Been a member for a long time, but well, how long?
1: You know, Jeannie and I moved up here in 2001, and uh, that's when we joined the church.
0: Okay, so a couple of decades. And where were you coming from before then?
1: Mancelona, Michigan, a little town about 40 miles northeast of Traverse City. We lived there for, I don't know, 30, 31 years. And, and for quite a few years, we were members of St. Matthew Lutheran Church there in Mancelona, small little congregation. I think I was 39 years old when I joined, okay. and I was 38 when I found the Lord. And uh, mm-hmm. what a difference he's made in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, so that must be a special congregation for you there, then, St. Matthew's. It is. It's a very... I pray still pray for them and their pastor every day, and uh, yes, it's a very special place in my heart.
0: Yeah, so then uh, you guys came up here then well, a couple decades ago, and uh, now how long you been an elder here at the church?
1: Oh, gosh, I don't know. I uh, I think the first year you we were here, they elected me elder for some reason. I don't know why, but... You just had the look. Yeah. <laughs> and then a couple years later, I, I went to uh, work for... Uh, to help Pastor Dave because he was pretty much overwhelmed, so mm. he gave me the the official title of pastoral lay assistant, hey, and right I on. did that until Aaron came, and, and of course there was no need for that anymore. Uh-huh. So I went back to the board of elders again. So pretty much been there ever since, I guess, off and on uh, during the years. But and uh, and I also know uh, John that you're uh, you, you've
0: done a little preaching in your day as well. Hey, yeah. Yeah, and filling in, do you have like certain congregations you consistently go back to the help? Well, that's, fill
1: in? that's the way it is, or has been anyway. Yeah, pretty much across the whole UP from from Paradise and St. Ignace all the way across to in between at Good Shepherd and, uh, uh, let's see, where else? Ontonagon here and uh, Trinity in uh, uh, Covington, Our Redeemer in. Uh, uh, Kingsford uh, they even let me in the door a couple times at uh, ah. Yeah. so it, it's pretty much a lot of them I've, I've <clears throat> preached at. it's been, been such a privilege and uh, such an honor and also very humbling mm. hey, well. that the Lord would allow me mm. to lead people in worship and to proclaim his word to them it's uh, mm. really awesome it's not something that I take Lightly. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of, uh, since the COVID that's been kind of, uh, I've only preached twice since then. Once in 2020 and once last year. No calls yet this year, but I always told people that if the phone stops ringing, then I'll know that the Lord doesn't have that door open anymore. So whatever he wants, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. If it's preaching or serving as elder or in this church or, or whatever. Yeah. That's what I want.
0: Well, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing a little background on you, John. Uh, uh, yeah, It's cool for me even to hear it. And uh, I know you, uh, <clears throat> you know, as a, well, yeah, so as, <clears throat> you know, a, a Christian for the last, well, what,
1: you're about 45? 45, 45 years, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, no. Excuse I, me. <laughs> I'm only 50 now, but I've been a Christian for 45 yeah. years. <laughs> I was 38 years old when I found the That's Lord. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. yeah. right. Yeah, I know you've uh, you've. My <laughs> wife's gotten older, but I
0: haven't. <laughs> yeah, you you <laughs> found that uh, fountain, hey? That fountain of yeah, youth somewhere. Right.
1: Yeah, right. <clears throat> but yeah, you're
0: familiar with these beatitudes, hey? Yes.
1: Yeah. As a matter of fact, it seems like there was quite a few years there that uh, I was asked to preach on All Saints' Day. Okay. Yeah. Which is the usual gospel lesson mm-hmm. that our denomination uses on on uh, the first Sunday in November. So. Yeah, I I had the privilege of preaching on the Beatitudes quite a bit, yep. Yeah, and
0: and what strikes you about, uh, in this particular one we're, we're looking at this week, blessed are the meek, for they yeah. shall inherit the earth. I mean, yeah. you hear that.
1: Yeah, Beatitudes are, are so beautiful. Mm. They're so rich and full. Uh, blessed are the meek. Uh, being meek doesn't mean you be a doormat. Mm. No, it, it, what, it, what it means to me is that uh, we humble ourselves before God and, and uh, allow him to convict us of our sin, and we ask for forgiveness and the power to repent. Mm-hmm. Now I know we can't humble ourselves, really, if you want to be technical. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit has to do it for us. And uh-huh. But still, I love what St. Augustine said. He said that, uh, listen, brethren, I, I'm going to paraphrase it, okay? Oh, sure. Uh, a mystery. God is above all. You raise yourself up, in other words, you exalt yourself, and touch him not. You humble yourself, and he descends to you. Oh. And that always reminds me of blessed are the meek, you know, mm-hmm. for they shall inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. So being meek uh, doesn't mean we have to let everybody whoop us around, but it, what it means is it's part of our relationship to God. There's eight, There's eight of the uh, Beatitudes. The first four are can p- pertain to our relationship to God, mm. and the other four pertain to our relationship to our to our fellow humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Ten Commandments. You know, the first three, God, God and then the rest of them are with, with each other. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's interesting the way you kind of cast that uh, uh, that uh, beatitude. Uh, blessed are the meek. In the way that you did, quoting Augustine, uh, Saint from what the fourth century,
1: I think so. I think that's, that's when he was, I there believe. Was. yeah.
0: and uh, <clears throat> and this idea that <clears throat> to get to God, it's not really an ascent, it's right. not really a going up. This is yeah, uh, not. In it, it, you know, that's really striking because it seems like just about every other, uh, you might say, religion. Yeah. Or even religious idea, even if you're even if you're atheistic, like even if you're not a Christian, if you don't believe in God at all, people still tend to kind of treat their existence or life as you got to kind of climb the ladder. Right. Right? right. Uh, if you want to be exalted, if you want to be, um, you know, kind of set apart, you know, right. the, word, the word we use for that's holy, but even if it, in a completely unreligious way you want to be set apart, distinct, people would say, hey, you got to climb the ladder, right? Right.
1: Being holy doesn't mean to be perfect. Mm. It means that we we're set apart. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Lord wanted Israel to do, remember? Come out and be holy. Mm-hmm. He wanted them to be separate, not act like the rest of the world, in other words. Because he wanted to show the world what he would do for people that trusted in him. Mm. And that's what he wants to do for us, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we exist to bring him glory, you know? And that's I think, why. Every day yeah. I, I ask him to help me do that. When I, feet first hit the floor. Hmm. thanks for another day may it be a day in which I somehow bring glory to you yeah that's a great prayer it it, it is but yeah uh, yeah it's all about God it's not about me and not about you or anybody else it's about God and what he's done for us in christ yeah and what what is it paul said uh that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not counting men's trespasses against him mm mm-hmm. and what a gift that and is it's hey? all about him yeah and I like the way you said yesterday mm-hmm about to level trying uh, to keep ourselves level with God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. If we were level with God, we wouldn't need him, would we? No. And if things were all hunkadory every time, all all of our lives we wouldn't need him, but uh-huh. You know, we have to look up to him. Yeah. It's not looking down on people, it's looking up
0: to God. <clears throat> and man as John talks right now, uh, listeners, I, I I I just hear kind of the the whole narrative of scripture. Uh, because it's, that's kind of the story that gets painted, right? I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, all, all the way back in the Garden of Eden, that's the problem they have. Exactly, right? Adam and Eve are in the garden. Uh, God's there. He's given them this beautiful creation. He's given them everything they need: right, food, water, uh, friends, community with each other, love. Right. You know, uh, uh, the animals. Uh, they've got everything. It's paradise. Right. And he's got those trees in the garden, right? And he just says, "Hey." Just don't worry about this one over here. Right. right. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He says, that's, you know, that's not for you. That's for me. I'll, right. I'll let you know what's good and evil.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll let you know how to live. Just trust me. Listen to me. Right? And, uh, and uh, I know if you're listening, you can't see me right now. I have one hand that's high and one hand that's low. And Adam and Eve, when they go over to that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that low hand just starts to rise up to the level of God. That's what they're trying to do, right? Exactly. And Satan even really goads them into that. He says, hey, I don't know if you can trust that
1: fella. You you better kind of figure that out for yourself. It always strikes me that man's original sin, and it's still ours today, Mm -hmm. even people of faith, Mm -hmm. that they try to bring themselves up to the level of God. And if you read in Philippians, it seems like Paul says something like, that uh, God became the Christ became one of us, yep. not counting his equality with God, so he he came and lowered himself, he was still God mm-hmm. but the person of Christ uh, uh, God's son he came he lowered himself down to our level mm-hmm. so that he could relate to us so that he could save us that's right, yeah
0: yeah and, and <clears throat> so when you think about that kind of exaltation of the self you know about right. the hand raising up to trying to be equal with God when you when you consider, uh, just think about the world, maybe even think about your own personal experience within it. Um, what do you think that looks like? What does it look like practically? You know, I think sometimes the hard thing <clears throat> when you come to church is, you know, we come in this one hour and we hear God's word and, right. and it's a, you know, it's this beautiful thing. Like you say, the Beatitudes right. are so poetically put, but sometimes we get back out in the, <laughs> the chaos of the world and, right. It can feel like a big disconnect, but
1: God's yeah. word is incredibly practical for us, right it is, it's right it is and uh, we need God's word every day in our lives to keep us on the right track yeah. Uh, yeah, so when you that's say- that's how I stay on a little bit on the right track believe me, I have my not so stellar moments uh-huh, okay-huh that wonderful beautiful woman that I live with yeah. she could tell you a lot of things all right <laughs> but I know she won't. Thank you, Jeannie. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, every day we need to be in God's Word. doesn't mean we go around all day reading the Bible and running into people, but right. take a little bit, just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Even when I was working, I would do that before I went. Because Jesus Christ made such a difference in my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do anything that, that would, uh, I'd do anything that I could to keep me on that path. Mm. And I prayed for a long time. Please give me a, a thirst for your word that can never be quenched. And he's, I think he's done that for me. Mm. So being in word and in prayer is so important every day. Don't have to, not all day, every day, but every day for just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes even before you go to bed. I, when I was working, I, I used to like to uh, do that before I went to work. And portals of prayer it's a wonderful vehicle to do that with. Sure, and we have that available for you. In we case do, you don't know, Portals of Prayer is yeah. here at
0: our uh, church on the kind of yes. desk on your way in. It's on and the
1: desk, there's lots
0: of them there, and yeah. they're free. Yeah, so. and they change them up seasonally, right?
1: That's right. Well,
0: yeah. and, and what's so cool about this, going back to your Augustine quote, right? Because um, uh, I don't want you guys to get confused. You know, As you're listening, reading the Bible in prayer, this, these aren't ways that, that we climb that ladder up to God. You know, These aren't ways that God is saying, you better do this. Right. And you're not being a good Christian if you don't do it, right? Know what it is? It's exactly what Augustine, right? Right. Prayer and, and, and Bible reading is right. actually where God right. descends to us. Exactly. I get to. Uh, well, Luther he said that the, that the Bible is this precious. Uh, he said it's the cradle. It's like the yeah. manger that Christ was born right. in, right? Right. This, this manger that gets to hold uh, the the. Uh, the Christ Jesus, right mm-hmm. and so when you hold that Bible in your hands, I mean you're cradling jesus yes uh, uh and right. uh, what a what a kind of intimate and uh yeah. and transformational time that is right yeah, but I think you know going back to <laughs> uh you, you you alluded briefly there to your relationship with uh your your beloved wife, yeah. Yeah. I have one of those, too, and maybe you do out there, listeners. I think that's a great spot. I mean, just think about that for a moment. If that's you, if you're uh, married, here's a, a wonderful relationship uh, that I think <laughs> exposes our, our sinfulness <laughs> right, in ways that most other relationships don't. Right. Um, here's a great, a great example of uh, maybe what it looks like to, to not um, raise ourselves up to kind of God's level, but to, to remain humble. Um, you know, I think of uh, in the marital relationship, gosh, you're just kind of... At least I'm, you know, I'm about six years in, John. You got some years on me. I'm six years in this August. Well, in, in uh, five days. Times 10
1: plus. <laughs> I hope. I hope to achieve that someday.
0: <laughs> but um, so all the time, Molly and I are basically our our egos, you know, uh-huh. uh, uh, our inner natures, they're bumping up against each of other. Of course. You know, they're knocking right. heads because... She's got things that she wants to do and she'd like to do, and a vision maybe for how our family, right. you know, ought to be. And I have things that I want to do, and and a vision yeah. maybe for how I want our family to be. And and you're kind of just constantly, you know, rubbing up against each other. And um, what I found uh, in our relationship is at times when, <clears throat> if I if I humble myself. I mean, that's, that's that idea. Again, not being a doormat, but you are considerate of others. Right. right? You're thinking of their needs uh, before right. you, like Christ did for us. Think of others as better than yourselves. That's right. That's what we're told. And so sometimes, man, I tell you what, maybe you've gotten in, in an argument with your spouse like this before. It's one of those arguments where uh, you kind of get into it and you almost lose the, the whole why did we even start this argument? Because the thing <laughs> the thing we started arguing about was so uh, simple, right? So. Yeah trivial but i dug my heels in the ground and i didn't want to give you know i didn't want to bend over i don't want to to give in and then you get you get going back and forth and you you keep knocking those heads together and it creates friction and tension and sometimes it can create distance exactly separation and uh typically for me (laughs) the moment that my heart turns is actually uh you know, I hate to say it, guys, I've made my wife cry. Uh, you know, I don't know if anyone else out there's ever done that, but <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as that tear yeah, starts to come out, that eye, my gosh, it, it changes your heart. You know? right. And you realize, what am I? What am I doing? What am I doing? Right. What you know? am I thinking of? And yeah. I think that's the same, you know, so this is the same thing in the garden, right? Uh, God's got this relationship with Adam and Eve, his right. creature. He loves them. He right. loves them. And uh, they start going against God what he'd willed for them they're uh, they start knocking heads, so to speak and yeah. uh, and before long there's the separation right right Adam and Eve they go hide in the garden they don't they don't want to face God because they know they've kind of torn the relationship yeah. a bit um, uh, but God his heart gets turned right right you know he doesn't just blast them out of the
1: garden no no and send uh, judgment and grace I mean that's kind of the Especially the whole Old Testament, time after time after time after time, and that's that's a good illustration of it. There, there was a sin, God judged, mm-hmm. but then the grace. You know, mm-hmm. and and how do you, how do you see the grace in that garden story? What do you see the grace? Well, in? the promise, the first promise of the Savior. Oh, that's right. When Jesus he, is in, in Genesis fact, chapter three. Already. Exactly, <laughs> crushes. He'll he'll bruise your heel, but he'll crushes or actually same word, bruise his head. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what I see right there, and and uh, I can sort of see it in my life too. So right away, even after man's first sin, there was the grace. Mm, mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for the grace, thank you, Father, for your for your mercy and for your grace and for your love. Mm.
0: Oh. Yeah, because I think that's the other thing. You know, sometimes people get it in their mind that God is. Yeah, kind of breathing smoke out of his nostrils, you know, yeah. hammer raised up high, ready to kind of squash you, if right. you. And the reality is, at least what I've discovered in my life is, oh boy, I'm screwing up a lot all over the place, you know? Uh, if, if the hammer was going to come down the moment I sinned, yeah. I would have I been gone a long time ago, you know? <laughs> exactly. So in, in right. so in some ways, every breath is grace. You That's know? right. Every breath is uh, right. is God allowing me, you know, out of right. his mercy and grace to say, no, I yeah. love you.
1: He sure had a lot of chances, especially the first 38 years of my life. And, yeah. But yet, Psalm 40 is such a beautiful song. I love that psalm. Mm. Uh, is it okay if I say a few? Oh, please. Yeah. Uh, it starts out something like, uh, I waited patiently for or, I waited patiently for God. This is David talking, okay? Mm-hmm. Psalm 40. Except I turned that around. God waited patiently for me. Mm-hmm. He inclined his ear to me and heard my cry. He reached out and he pulled me out of the slimy pit, out of the muck and mire, set my feet high in a rock, and put a new song in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I love that because that, I actually lived that psalm and I, that means a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you think it is, John? I'm curious, because <clears throat> I think, you know, I think if we're honest, uh, we've all been in those seasons, right? Those places in our life where, um, I mean, would you say, how did pride, you know, human pride, human pride
1: filter into your kind of your story, your journey? Hey, man, I don't need this Jesus thing. Hmm. That's okay for the Baptists or the other people, you know, I don't need that. I can make it on my own. I can do it on my own. Is that pride? Mm. You bet. Yeah. It is. It's, it's a lot of pride. So I, I guess that's one way that pride kept me in, and I was just blind to uh, the kind of life I was leading. And here's the thing. It's not like falling off a cliff. It's like uh, wind and rain eroding on a cliff, just a little bit to a time, a little bit to a time, a little bit to a time. Mm-hmm. like maybe the price of milk over my lifetime a few pennies here and there and all of a sudden it's gone from like uh, 20 cents a quart up to what is it now i don't know we don't have kids so we don't buy milk Four very bucks, often who knows? yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway mm-hmm. it's a, and pretty soon you look up and man what's happened here mm-hmm. there's this huge hole what is it and he used a particular event in our lives and uh, and it really opened my eyes mm-hmm. And it
0: seems like that's, you know, one way that God does work, right? Uh, uh, it's almost right. like that erosion. That's All of right. a sudden, maybe there's a little fissure in, the, in, in a, a larger, more instant, bigger kind right. of right crack. Right. And, and, yeah. and thanks be to God for that, hey? You bet. I mean, it's really, it when those things happen in life, kind of the bottoming out. Yeah,
1: right. The phrase, you got to look up to see bottom, then you start thinking. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, right. And, and right. the beauty that uh, that's the very... That is kind of the very, that's God's sweet spot. Right, right. Yep. If God, like you said, uh, with uh, Augustine, comes down to us. Right. If it's not this climb that we got to make, you know, some people feel like
1: they're at the bottom and they feel like right. God has to be so
0: far away from me. Right.
1: And the reality but he's is not. He never is. He's right there. Right there. And you can just picture him. He's on the cross, mm. looking down at you, telling him how much, telling us how much he loves us and. Mm -hmm. But he'll be there for us i mean we're the ones that turn our back he never does Mm -hmm. he never does it's it's just so amazing that his grace could be so so strong and powerful that he would reach out to people even like me you
0: Mm. know yeah yeah well i like what you said there i think uh, i think there's a lot to that that idea as as mankind we just kind of inherently have this idea that you know we're i don't know we're we're strong we can kind of we can kind of do it ourselves that's our we, natural right yeah we don't need help right. you know that's and a, uh, maybe maybe we have some sort of like chip on our shoulder but we can prove it to right. the world yeah. that we're you know exactly. that we're yeah. worthy right and um and uh, so maybe that's the takeaway today from our conversation in some ways is to uh, be mindful of that spirit in us right that spirit that kind of says hey i know what's what i can i i've got it in me I can, I can prove it to the world. I can show the world. I, I can, can do this. I can handle it. Uh-huh. And I don't need any help. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Be, uh, be considerate of yourself uh, as you, as you kind of go through this week. If you bump into those moments, because really, uh, yeah, that's, there's a little bit of pride. That's kind of the, the seed of that, uh, of that um, expression, I think.
1: A little bit of pride is okay, but we can't let it take control of our lives.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 That's that uh, image I, I mentioned in, on Sunday. The Greek, the Greek term. It's interesting. It only gets used like three times in in that spot um, when it describes Jesus as a, uh, um, you know, I'm gentle and lowly. Uh-huh. Come to me, you are weary and bright. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of places in the New Testament that talk about humility, like um, right. considering others greater than yourself. Yeah. That's right. a different Greek word, actually. Uh, so interestingly enough, though the one that gets used here in this beatitude, it's this image of. Uh, I said it on Sunday, a wild stallion, but getting tamed. Yeah, And that's what you're saying. That little bit is okay. Like the call isn't to be a doormat and it's not to have no confidence. We can have confidence, but it's to realize what our foundation is, right?
1: That's in Christ. Yeah. He's the rock that we stand on. You bet. That he is.
0: If we we start thinking that we're the rock that we stand on, well, we'll find out that it's sand pretty quick. That's right. right.
1: It is. It sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll,
0: we'll be mindful this week of uh, uh, of kind of our pride, um, <laughs> you know, and the reality is I know this about me. I, I, I mean, I don't want to be a self-fulfilling prophet here, John, but my guess is some point this week, I'm going to have a little run-in with my own pride, probably in my marriage.
1: That's a pretty good guess. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have to, you know, it's okay when you realize you're standing on sand again. That's right. okay. That's the invitation in that moment to... Uh, well, like you said, repent. Sister yeah, the ch- Lord
1: uses these moments, right? He does you bet.
0: to show, it, uh, show us Himself in, in bigger right. and fuller ways. Yep, and to uh, yeah, to keep us holding on to the real rock. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Well, John, thanks so much for coming on today, well, man. Thanks for asking me. It's been a pleasure talking okay. with you, serving with you here. And uh, yeah, if you don't know John, uh, yeah, come have a conversation with this guy. He's a uh, He's a good—he's a good guy to have in your corner. I'll say that much. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, if people are kind of struggling, looking for Christ, or uh, talk to me, talk to me. I'm always glad to talk about Jesus. Mm. Amen, brother. Well, thank you, for, okay. thank
0: you, John. And uh, y'all have a good week.